morning. Our service during this Advent season is taken from our special booklet, and you'll find a link to the PDF of the booklet in the chat. Starting on page three. Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our King and Savior draweth nigh. O come, let us adore him. Together. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For we are the, for he is the Lord our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth and with righteousness to judge the world and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 28, which begins on page 373 of the Book of Common Prayer. Unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my strength. Think no scorn of me, lest, if thou makest though thou hearest not, I become like them that go down into the pit. Hear the voice of my humble petitions, when I cry unto thee, when I hold up my hands towards the mercy seat of thy holy temple. O pluck me not away, neither destroy me with the ungodly and wicked doers, which speak friendly to their neighbors, but imagine mischief in their hearts. Reward them according to their deeds, and according to the wickedness of their own inventions. Recompense them after the work of their hands. Pay them that they have deserved. For they regard not in their mind the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands. Therefore shall he break them down and not build them up. Praised be the Lord, for he hath heard the voice of my humble petitions. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart hath trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart danceth for joy, and in my song will I praise him. The Lord is my strength, and he is the wholesome O oh, save thy people, and give thy blessing unto thine inheritance. Feed them, and set them up forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. 
as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the seventh chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah. Now it came to pass in the days of Ahaz, the son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, king of Judah, that Rezin, king of Syria, and Pekah, the son of Remaliah, king of Israel, went up to Jerusalem to make war against it, but could not prevail against it. And it was told to the house of David, saying, Syria's forces are deployed in Ephraim. So his heart and the heart of his people were moved as the trees of the woods are moved with the wind. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out now to meet Ahaz, you and Shear Jassim, your son, at the end of the aqueduct from the upper pool on the highway to the fuller's field, and say to him, Take heed and be quiet. Do not fear or be faint-hearted, for these two stubs of smoking firebrands, for the fierce anger of Rezin and Syria, and the son of Remaliah. Because Syria, Ephraim, and the son of Remaliah have plotted evil against you, saying, Let us go up against Judah and trouble it, and let us make a gap in its walls for ourselves, and set a king over them, the son of Tebel. Thus says the Lord God, It shall not stand, nor shall it come to pass. For the head of Syria is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is resin. Within sixty-five years Ephraim will be broken, so that it will not be a people. The head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is Remaliah's son. If you will not believe, surely you shall not be established. Here ends the first lesson. Together the Quirite Dominum on page six of our booklet. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 13th verse of the second chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. Then he went out again by the sea, and all the multitude came to him, and he taught them. As he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, Follow me. So he arose and followed him. Now it happened, as he was dining in Levi's house, that many tax collectors and sinners also sat together with Jesus and his disciples. For there were many, and they followed him. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eating with the tax collectors and sinners, they said to his disciples, how is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, 
Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. The disciples of John and of the Pharisees were fasting. Then they came and said to him, Why do the disciples of John and of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. No one sews a piece out of an unshrunk cloth on an old garment, or else the new piece pulls away from the old, and the tear is made worse. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine bursts the wineskins, the wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins. Here ends the second lesson. Together, the Benedictus on page 7. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of life. Now in the time of this mortal life, in which thy Son Jesus Christ came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal, through him who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, now and ever. Amen. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, and knowledge whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. We are ending our first week of Advent, the first, the first week of the liturgical year. Last year we had the longest possible Advent, 28 days. This year we have the shortest possible one, 22 days, with Sunday, December 24th being both Advent 4 and Christmas Eve. As we have all this week, this morning we heard the Advent 1 Collect written in 1549 by Thomas Cranmer. Since the 1662 Book of Common Prayer, it has been read throughout the Advent season. Throughout Advent, this Collect thus reminds us of the two purposes of the season. The first is to recall the first coming of Christ in Bethlehem more than 2,000 years ago. The second is to anticipate his second coming, which Jesus said in Matthew 25, you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. And similar language is in Mark 13 and Luke 12. Today our readings emphasize one of the major themes of Advent, the need for repentance and forgiveness that God offers to those who repent, which of course is both a major tenet of the new covenant and also what Christians are called to do to prepare for the second coming and the ultimate day of judgment. We began Isaiah last Monday morning, and we'll read throughout this book, both morning and evening until the end of Advent, interrupted only by Sundays and the Ember Days. This year, we make it as far as Isaiah 32. The next month, we'll finish out the last four chapters of Isaiah until we get to Epiphany. From 2 Kings and 2 Chronicles, we know that Isaiah is a prophet in Judah, and he overlapped with Isaiah and Hezekiah in the eighth century BC. In the Christian Old Testament, Isaiah stands first among the major prophets. This book is often called the fifth gospel because of its messianic prophecies, prophecies that are so frequently quoted in the New Testament. In our passage today from Isaiah 7, Isaiah is told to pass God's judgment on Ahaz. One of the Judean kings that we know from 2 Kings did not do what is right in the sight of the Lord his God. This is also the passage that predicts that Ephraim, the northern kingdom based in Samaria, will be captured in less than 70 years. But this is not our only prophecy from Isaiah today. In Advent, we hear from Isaiah twice every morning. Our first canticle, right after the Old Testament reading, consists of six verses from Isaiah 55, a chapter we will hear in 
Toto at the evening prayer on the Saturday, five days before Ascension Day. Our booklet has verses 6 through 11 of the King James Version, version, uh, version of Isaiah 55. As elsewhere in the prayer book, we name this canticle using the words that began this text in the 4th century Latin Bible compiled by St. Jerome and used in the Western liturgy for more than a thousand years. So, Corite Dominum means seek the Lord. Isaiah 55 begins with Isaiah promising the Judeans that because they have been blessed by God, he will invite all the nations, the Gentiles, to share in that blessing. We, of course, know that that was one of the core messages of the New Testament and also of the various churches planted by St. Paul around the Eastern Mediterranean. The six verses of our canticle call on the listeners to seek God and his mercy. It promises that those who are unrighteous, not just the wicked as in the King James, will be forgiven by the Lord if they repent. Verse 8 emphasizes that God's willingness to forgive extends far beyond the ways of human forgiveness. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. The remaining three verses emphasize that although many will ignore this great gift from God, so this gift will accomplish from God will accomplish his purpose, even if it might appear initially that it is wasted, like rain falling on fallow ground. Meanwhile, in the New Testament, with our new liturgical year, our readings began again uh, in the Gospel of St. Mark. We'll be hearing from Mark for another two weeks until the end of the third week of Advent. The author of the second Gospel is believed to be the John Mark of Acts 12, Peter's companion in his travels, and thus written based on the eyewitness account of Jesus' ministry by St. Peter. Certain details of Mark certainly support such a first-hand source, and thus our readings in these three weeks remind us of who Jesus is and why he came. Today we have the famous, or perhaps infamous, episode of Jesus dining with the tax collectors, told not here only in Mark, but also in Matthew 9 and Luke 5. Jesus' answer to this criticism we know the story and, and have heard how such behaviors would have scandalized the Pharisees with their legalistic view of who was and who was not worthy of salvation. Jesus' answer to this criticism provides some of the best news of the good news contained in the Gospel. Jesus said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Advent is a season for repentance. Such repentance requires self-examination, reflection, and contrition. The risk is not only that in our pride we ignore or minimize our sins, but also that we go too far in the opposite direction and convince ourselves there is no way God will forgive our sins. But here we have from Jesus himself, in one of the best-known red-letter passages of the Gospel, Jesus came to call sinners to repentance. If we heed that call, we can look forward to his second coming, the day of judgment, with a certain joy of his mercy and forgiveness. We now return to page 10 of our Advent booklet. And before our in in prayer of intercession, we ask that you consider those for which you, for which you would welcome the prayers of the church for healing and Repentance. 
Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant them every member of the same in his vocation ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed, and grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy and the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ. For the means of grace and for the hope of glory, and we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who tatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us. It's great to be able to join you live from Dallas, and thank you to Britt and Carl for making this morning's worship possible. Thanks, Joel. Have Thank a good you. day, everybody. Thank, Thank you. you.